do it better as we welcome our father to the pulpit amen amen sustain the hand clapping sustain the clapping the lord richly bless you amen praise the name of the lord can we bow down our heads and let's pray Gracious Father, we are most grateful to you for another beautiful evening in your presence. We thank you for the supply of your spirit, the anointing, and we thank you for protecting our lives throughout the day and ushering our steps once more into your presence. We ask that, Lord, tonight you have your own way. You will minister to our needs. You will open our eyes. You will show us great and mighty things that we do not know. We also pray that the spirit of revelation shall come upon us and at the entrance of your word we bring light and understanding. I ask that, Lord, the same grace that has brought us into your presence tonight we usher the steps of a brethren, our brethren who are coming from far and near, that their steps shall be ordered also into your presence. Holy Spirit, have your way in this meeting glorify jesus at the end of it all in jesus name amen you are welcome you may be seated in the presence of the lord uh, this is a special school the special classes now we see people who have university certificates that they have not worked for you see people who have doctorate certificate they've not worked for it's because somewhere somehow they pay their way to the top now it is very dangerous to pay your way to the top because when you get to the top you will need somebody to keep you there and if it is not god who bring who brought you there definitely you will come down god will bring people who have lifted themselves up down he resists the proud but he gives more grace to the humble we saw example about absalom we saw how absalom lifted up himself he was not prepared for the kingship. It wasn't his turn. As a matter of fact, he was not part of those that have been here for the elevation of a king. And yet, his father was a king. And yet, the Bible said he prepared 50 men, 50 horsemen before him to proclaim him as king. So you see Absalom, first of all, he, the Bible said he stole the heart of the people. And by so doing, he have to destroy his father. He have to undermine the authority of his father. So that the people will now begin to consider him as the best. And he stole their heart through his rebellion, through his insinuations, through his gossips, through his slander. And then he prepared 50 men before him. It wasn't God who brought him there. We all know the process is that David took. David spent a lot of time in the wilderness before God brought him to the throne. But Absalom got up one day without any preparation. He set horsemen before him and they started proclaiming him as king. Now, what the consequence of that is death. The consequence of rebellion is death. Once you promote yourself, the ultimate consequence of rebellion is dead. He died. 
He died premature. He died premature because those who promote themselves have no grace. If you promote yourself, you have no grace. But when God promotes you, he provides more grace. And if you have no grace, it's dangerous because you are vulnerable. It is grace that protects you. It's grace that shields you from the scorching heat of life. And if you have no grace, then you are vulnerable. Anything can happen to you. So in life, see people who try to go up by force. They will not last. They will not last. Now, this is about a month ago. Eh? This is the first thing we talk about. I don't want to, our time is fast. I don't want to go too much about that. Then we, we, we came to the second, second category of people who are at a place of elevations. Second categories of people who are at a place of elevations. And we say they are men, promoted, people promoted men. People promoted men. Now, we say this category of people are those that manipulate their way to the top. They manipulate people. Now, they, don't forget that the self-promoted people are the ones who, who choose the shortcut to the top. They choose the shortcut to the top. But the people promoted men, they manipulate their way. They try to please men, manipulate men, they are eye pleasers, and then finally, people lift them up, people promote them. Now, one thing about people promoted men is that when a man lifts you up, he has the ability to bring you down. Those who hires you has the ability to fire you. So, if you depend on man to lift you up, then you must depend on him to keep you up. I hope you understand that. When man lifts you up, you manipulate man to lift you up, then you need to keep trusting him to keep you up. And that is what man cannot do. Man can lift you up, but man cannot keep you up. You see now? So... When you promote, you promote, uh, you, you, you manipulate people to lift you up, they can take you up, but they will leave you there. A great will be your falling. Because something must sustain you up there. But when they take you up and they are not able to keep you up, your falling will be so great. And so we see an example of Saul. Now, Saul was not God's idea, Saul was the people's idea. The people came to God, they came to Samuel, and they said, look, we want to be like the other nations. We want God to make us a leader. We want a king. We want to be like a normal people. Don't forget that God was ruling them through Samuel. And Samuel was the judge that God was using to rule his people. But they said, we don't want him. And then they have a certain image in their mind about a king they are looking for. And because God is a spirit, God saw the structure and the kind of image in their mind. And it, he prepared that image in the form of Saul. But the problem with that was that, you see, Saul was promoted by the people. He did not go through the process. Those that God promotes, he takes them through the process. And I will show you why. Because there are challenges ahead. And if you are not prepared through the process, when you encounter challenges ahead, you will not be able to survive. 
So Saul's promotion was so urgent to the extent that he doesn't need to go through any wilderness experience. He never was, he was prepared by the Lord. He was, he just appeared, some, somewhere identified him, and then the oil was poured upon him. The next thing we saw about him, he was in the palace with a crown. And do you know what happened? When the challenging time came, he failed. When, when Goliath showed up, he ran away and went and hide. Because it wasn't God who lifted him up. Now let me tell you something. Anything that you are going through in life, God is using it to prepare you for what is ahead of you. I hope you understand that. Any challenges at all you are going through, look, somebody will say, the devil is the devil. It's not everything. Even if it is the devil, all things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. God can use anything the devil throw at you to benefit what he wanted to do. He can use Satan's traps. He can use the challenges. He can use the temptations. He can use the pain, the difficult times in your life to prepare you for what he's planning for you ahead of you. So that is why it doesn't make sense to cut, a, to have a shortcut in life. You will not survive. You will not keep long. And so Saul did not go through the wilderness experience. He, he, he just had a shortcut to the palace. And then when Goliath showed up, he hid himself. Then finally, he couldn't stand the challenges anymore. When things became tough and Samuel delayed in coming, his heart feared because he had not been tested. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not been tested, you cannot be trusted. God must test you in order to trust you. And that is the reason why he himself created wilderness experiences so that you will be tested and then you can be trusted by God. God never entrusts things to people whom he has not tested. You must be approved by the things you go through. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. So, some, uh, Saul failed woefully. He died seeking help from a medium. He started well and then he died miserably. But then we are now on God promoted men, which is the third category. God promoted men. And then we saw a typical example of David. David was a typical example of people that God promotes. Now, this guy called David, at the time that the opportunity came for the king to be ordained, David was in the wilderness, faithfully taking care of his father's sheep. Now, his senior brothers were home, but this guy was in the wilderness. Now, in the wilderness, there were no people there to clap for you. In the wilderness, nobody would cheer you up. Nobody praises you. Nobody was watching him. But this guy decided to be faithful. He was so faithful in the wilderness when nobody was watching. But God was watching. When God pushes you into the wilderness, he watches you. He sees every moment. He sees every action. He weighs every intent. And then at the end of the day, he marks and rewards you according to your score. Now, so he was pushed there alone. He was pushed there alone to the wilderness. 
Nobody was there. But then, there was something about David. David has the spirit of God. He has a right spirit. He wasn't a man pleaser. David was a man that was determined for a shortcut in life. He took the challenge. God allowed the bear to come. To come. He allowed the lions to come. To pounce on lambs. Now, when nobody is watching you, that is a very serious temptation. When nobody is watching. When nobody is watching. Some of us, we, we put up our best when people are watching. When we know people are watching. But when nobody is watching you, that is when God marks you. And then, he risked his life to the stint risking his life to re rescue the lamb from the mouth of the bear and the lion. Now all this while the Lord was watching and crapping, but nobody observed it. And then the time came when the opportunity came for him. Always after you have finished your, 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 your um, training in the wilderness, God will create a season. He will create an occasion. I hope you understand that. Now, in divine promotion, there is always a time when God creates an occasion for your manifestation. When your time is up, you are not the one to push up. Now, in the realms of the spirit, when your time for elevation is up, every bell rings, every alarm blows. That God cannot keep silent because the time is up. When God promised you, he set the alarm clock. And when the time is up, the alarm will blow. I hope you understand that. And that is the reason why you don't have to envy anybody because he's going ahead, he's prospering. It is not your time. Now, the, the mango tree does not envy the purple tree because he knows his season too will come. I hope you understand that. And so, David was so faithful. He rescued him. Uh, uh, he risked his life to rescue the lamb from the mouth and the paws of the lion and the bear. But then something happened. Then God created an occasion. God cre created an occasion. God will create an occasion for you. Amen. 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 Do you know when Mordecai's time came, God created an occasion. Somebody wanted to kill a king and then he was right at the right spot. He picked it. He, 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 he made it known. The plot was foiled, but nobody recognized him. But that occasion was recorded. And then when the time came, the king could not sleep. There's always a time when God will create an occasion for your manifestation. And so, there's no need to undermine anybody. There's no need to envy anybody. There's no need to compare yourself to those who are ahead of you. Now, I am going to show you things that you might do in order to attract divine promotion. And when you attract divine promotion what you must do to keep yourself there. Because it's one thing to be promoted, it's another thing to stay promoted. Many people go up, but the problem is how to stay up. And tonight, we have talked about what to do to go up, but tonight, I want to dedicate tonight for how to maintain your elevation. When God lifts you up, how to stay there. Do you know that God can lift you up and you can stay there for life? Oh yes, there are people like that in the Bible. God looks someone like Abraham. God lifted Abraham up and Abraham was up till he died. God can lift you up and you can stay up. May you receive the grace to stay up. 
when the Lord bring you up, may nothing bring you down. Now, we saw in the scripture, uh, in the book of Psalms, when God was talking about David, praise God. When God was talking about David, he said, I have found David. Amen. I have found David. Psalm 89 from verse 19 to 29. Now, we saw things that God do for people he promotes. And so those that God does not promote, they will miss all of this. Now, the first thing that we say is, this thou speak in a vision to the Holy One and said it. I have laid help upon one. You see now, I have laid help upon one. One that is mighty. I have exalted one. Who is doing that? Who is saying this? God. I have exalted. The person didn't exalt himself. And it wasn't a human being that exalted him. He said, I have exalted one. Okay? Don't be interested in titles. Amen. Titles are not... How would I put it? Now, many people, they, they, they fancy titles. Amen. They love it. Be sure. Now, every title must come with correspondence. It comes with correspondence attacks. Okay? And correspondent grace. But that grace will only be available if it is the Lord who brought you there. So now look at what God is saying. Then thou speakest in a vision to thy holy one and said it, I have laid help upon one. One that is mighty, I have exalted one, choosing out of the people. Then God said, Thou move it on. Move it on quickly for me. I have found David, my servant. So you see, God say, I, I did it. I found David. It wasn't David who manipulated this way. I found him. No. David should be doing some things that attracted God. Now, God found him and he said, with my holy oil have I anointed him. Now, I told you that there are two different kinds of oil. Holy oil and olive oil. There are people who only carry olive oil without the holy oil. Before they put olive oil on your head, make sure you have the holy oil first. So, if the Lord is the one who lifted you up, he will put the holy oil on you. Now, the olive oil is a sign of acceptance from the presbytery. The, the, it, 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 is, it, is, it is an outward manifestation of what has already been done in the spirit. God puts the holy oil on your head before man puts the olive oil. So those that God chose, he put olive, holy oil on them. He said, I, with my holy oil, so you, have two, you need two oils in order to be at a place of elevation. You need the holy oil from God himself and you need the olive oil from men. Unfortunately, there are people who carry only one oil and that is the olive oil. Now let me show you the consequences of carrying only the olive oil. Now the Bible said, I have found David, my servant, with my holy... Those of you have been coming, we have treated this over and over again. It's for the sake of those who were not here. That is why I'm going by. Now, then the Bible said, I have found them. So, move it on for me quickly. Be fast with me. Now, then said, the, the enemy shall not exert upon him. You see now, if there is a holy oil on your head, the enemy shall not exert upon you. Then he said, nor the son of wickedness afflict him. There are pastors today who have been afflicted by the son of wickedness. 
Because if you carry olive, olive oil, the son of wickedness can afflict you. But then if you, there is a holy oil on your head, then the son of wickedness shall not afflict you. Then the Bible said, the enemy, he said, I will beat down his foes before his face and plague them that hate him. And now this is what happened when God lifts you up. Whilst you are sleeping, he is fighting your battles. Whilst people are standing against you, he is resisting them. Now he said, even those who hate him, I will plague them. So you forfeit all this grace when it is, if it is not God who brought you to where you are. And that is where it is dangerous. That, that is to tell you that when you are elevated, you attract foes and you attract haters and you attract enemies. That's what it means. And woe unto you if it is not God who lifted you, you don't have the holy oil that can fight your battles for you. Amen. Good. Now, today, so this ends, or this is a summary of all that we have been learning so far. Now, I am zooming into today's teachings. So let's now move into today's teachings. Turn your Bible with me to the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 15, verse 17. 1 Samuel, chapter 15, verse 17. How to maintain your promotion is the subject we are handling today. How to maintain your promotion is you are privileged enough to be elevated by God, then you must also know how to stay up, how to maintain your promotion. Now, and someone said, when thou was little in thy own sight, was thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? And the Lord anointed thee king over Israel. When thou was little, when thou was little, in your own eyes, when thou was little in your own eyes, was thou not made king? Now, I want you to take notice. Pride always goes before a fall. Pride always goes before a fall. If somebody has fallen, you see a rich man, elevated person, who has been brought low, investigate. Finally, you'll find out that it was pride. Pride always will go before a fall. And that is the reason why when you start going up, you yourself, you must start coming down. The way to stay up is to stay down. Can I say it again? If you really want to stay up, do everything possible to stay down. And I will explain what, it mean, what I mean by that. When you were little in your own eyes, didn't I make you king? You want to stay up? Be little in your own eyes. And I will take my time to explain that. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18. Proverbs 16, verse 18. Apostle, uh, the, the, the King Solomon, in his wisdom, led by the Holy Ghost, wrote and he said, Proverbs chapter 16, he said, Pride goeth before destruction, and an haughty spirit before a fall. Pride. So when somebody is destroyed, it's because of pride. 
And when somebody falls, it's because it's haughty. It's pompous. Take notice of that. When you discover that God is lifting you up, you must start becoming little in your own eyes. Now, you cannot control how people see you, but you can control how you see yourself. Now, can I say this again? You cannot control how people see you, neither can you control what they say about you when you are going up. But what is crucial and what affects you is not what people say about you. What people say about you, how they see you, does not affect anything with God. But how you see yourself is what affects you. So when God begins to lift you up, let the people praise you. Let the people sing your praises just as they did to David. But you must see yourself as little in your own eyes. And how do you do that? Remember where you were taken from. Remember where you were taken from. That is what will help you to stay little in your own eyes. Remember your beginnings. If not so, you will be overtaken by pride and then you will be destroyed. And when a haughty spirit takes half the better part of you, you will fall. Are you here with me? Please, are you here with me? Amen. So in 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 6, Apostle Peter, uh, Paul wrote to Timothy and he said, a novice, a novice should not be given a place of leadership. A novice. And he explained why. He said, not a novice. He's talking about leadership, a place of a bishop, a place of a leader. He said, if you are choosing a leader, don't choose a novice. Who is a novice? A novice is a recent convert. It's somebody who have, who, who have not gone through the process. A novice is somebody who has not been tried. It's a convert, a recent convert. And he said, don't choose a novice. And he, he, he explained, he said, why? Lest being lifted up with pride, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. So when you choose a novice who have never had experience, he will, his heart will be lifted up when he sees position. And then the devil will set him a trap and he will fall. So if you are choosing a leader, choose somebody who is not a recent convert. Somebody who has been developed, who has gone through processes. Somebody who has been tested and tried in the wilderness experience. Why? Because that person will be humbled by his experience. And as long as he remains humble, the enemy will not be able to con condemn him or destroy him. He will not fall. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I want to give you some examples in the Bible as to how easy it is for people to fall from a height How many of you know that it is very easy to fall from a height? 
than to fall standing down. When somebody stands there and he falls, it doesn't get hurt. It's not dangerous. Like somebody is coming from the top. Through of us. If I push you, you are standing there, somebody something push you and you fall down. You may end up hurting, but it's not like somebody who has been pushed from the eh, eh, how do you call it? High-rise building. Eh, 24-story building. He will die in the air because of the height. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Now, there is a story in the book of Second Chronicles. And I want us to study this 26, chapter 26, and we'll be looking at from verse 3 to verse 11. I want you to notice carefully that the things that will be mentioned. Second Chronicles chapter, two, verse three, uh, chapter 26, from verse 3 to verse 11. 16 years old was Uzziah. How many years? 16 years. If you were made a king, 16 years is grace. What does a 16 years person know? Grace found him under the old covenant. When he became, he began to reign. And he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was what? Jecolia of Jerusalem. Move it quickly for me to 11. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah did. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah. Isn't that a good report? And this is what prompted his promotion. This is what prompted, he was doing things right from the beginning. Always people do things right from the beginning until they are exalted. If you want to know the true nature of man, lift him up. Lift him up. So, he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, he sought the Lord, God, he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. So, this was a man who was going up. He was climbing steadily up. And then the Bible said, move it on, to, move it on until you get to level. He went then, when he started prospering, he decided he wanted to break the rules. And so, he got up one day. Okay, we haven't got there. And he went forth and war against the Philistines and break down the wall of Gab and the wall of Jabin and the walls of Ashod and built cities about Ashod and among the Philistines. So this is part of his exploits. This was part of his exploits. And God helped him. So you see now, that's how God is. Once you are doing the right thing, he lifts you up. And then God helped him against the Philistines and against the Arabians that dwell in what? Gubal and the what? Mehumans. Mehunims. And the Ammonites gave gifts to Uzziah. And his name spread abroad. That is the where the problem is. 
Can you handle elevation? Those of you who are praying, God, promote me. God, bless me. Can you really handle it? His name spread abroad. And the Bible says, even to the entering in of Egypt, for he strengthened himself exceedingly. He became a superman. And then look at the Bible says, moreover, Hosea built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate and at the valley gate and at the turning of the wall and fortified them. This is a man who is building a superpower nation. Then the Bible says, also he built towers in the desert and dug many wells for he had much cattle, both in the low country and in the plains. Husbandmen also in the uh, husbandmen also in vine dresses and vine dresses in the mountains and in camel, for he loved husbandry. Moreover, Uzziah had an host of fighting men that went out to war by bands, according to the number of their, of their account, by the hand of uh, uh, Jael, the scribes, and uh, Maseah, the ruler, under the hand of Hananiah, one of the king's captains. The whole number of the chief of the fathers of the mighty men of Velo. Now, so now up to this point, we are reading about his exploits. Nobody should tell you the man, the guy became great. But uh, how did he fail? How are the mighty falling? How did he fail? The Bible said in verse 16, go to verse 16 to verse 20. Anytime you hear the word bad, it means everything that we have read about. Question mark. But when he was strong, the problem always begins when people think they are secure. That is why people say that if you want to be humble, be poor. Isn't it? But that's not God's way. People don't want to be, they're afraid they will, they, will, they will fall. So they say, God, make me poor. Okay? Because the temptation comes when you become strong. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. Look at the beautiful way this man was ascending. And then suddenly, pride entered his heart because he has become strong. The question I want to ask you, as you sit here now, nobody knows you. When the grace of God comes upon you, and a gift is stirred inside you, and the whole world is coming for it, can you really stand? Can you stand? Nobody knows you now. Some of you are seated here right now. Certain grace is going to come upon you sicknesses and diseases that cannot be cured by doctors you just lay your hands and it's happening but can you really stand when the women begin to sing your song can you stand now look what the bible said so when he was strong his heart was lifted up to his destruction for he he transgressed against the lord his god and went into the temple that is dangerous he went, he's not afraid. He went into the temple. Now, what did he do? 
He went to the temple of God to burn incense upon the altar of incense. Now remember that there are rules. Now kings have what they do. And priests also have what they do. You don't break rules. No matter how strong you are, you don't break divine rules. The greatest rebellion is when people rise up against authority. Against spiritual authority. The greatest rebellion. No matter how strong you are, don't rise up against spiritual authority. It is dangerous. So he went to the temple and then he tried to burn incense. He was going to usurp the authority of the priest. And the Bible said, and Azariah the priest went in after him. Can you imagine a priest chasing a king? Eh? You are, breaking your, you are breaking your ranks. You are entering into my territory. And the, and the priest was chasing him. Can you imagine a Roman Catholic uh, 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 bishop in a castle with his uh, 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 censor chasing after the king, trying to stop him? No, 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 no. You can't come here. This is my territory. You can't come here. And he said, get out from here. I'm the king. He has become rich. He has become prosperous. He has become powerful. He has become powerful. And when people become powerful, that is when they rise up against spiritual authority. Yes, God loves him. God prospers him. God increases him. But God will not tolerate rebellion. Rebellion cannot be tolerated by God. God sees rebellion as a cancer. And everywhere he sees it, he's uprooted. Because if you don't uproot cancer through surgery, it will spread to the other part of the body. So the best way to treat cancer is surgery. True or false? Anywhere you find cancer, the best way is surgery. They, they call something chemotherapy and whatever, but the best finally to end up in surgery. Because they will tell you if they don't remove it, it will spread to the other organs. And so when God found rebellion in the church, he cut the rebel off. Every rebel dies. Either you die spiritual first, or you die physical. And so, he ran, so the priest, eh, Azariah the priest, went in after him, and with his four score priests, eh, four score priests who chasing one king. They, they can you imagine that. Now, if you're a king and four score priest, that means about how four score is about 80. Or what? Four score is 80, a score is 20. 80, 80 priests chasing one king. They are trying to block him from entry into the holy place. Now, if you are a king and you are not proud, is it not the best way to run away? When you see 80 priests chasing after you. But do you know what he did? No, go back again. Go back. So, first copies of the law that were valiant men. Valiant men, oh, they were chasing after this king. What kind of pride is that? And he will not listen. And he entered into the place that he is not supposed to go. The place that only the priest goes. When God begins to promote you, will you begin to break rules? That is when your church attendance changes. That is when 
when you are coming to church and usher tells you to please stay sit here you say no who are you do you know who i am i want to speak to somebody here now look at what happened so they will try to block him and he will not he will not listen and the bible says something happened do you know what happened Whilst he was struggling with the priest, don't go here. I'll go. Don't go here. I'll go. This country belong. This town, country belong to me. I have right to everywhere, including the temple. The priest said, "No, we are an ambassador. Ambassador in a country is a different country. Embassy, sorry, embassy in a country is a different country. True or false? When you run into American embassy now, you are not in Ghana. Even in Ghana." When somebody is chasing you and you run into America uh, 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 embassy now, you are no more in Ghana, you are in America. But this man said, hey, whether you run into America embassy, I'll go and catch you there. And then the Bible said something happened. What happened? Whilst he was struggling with them, it was God was watching. Remember, God was the one who was helping him all this while. God was watching and God said, oh, is that what you have become? Is that what your power has brought you? Then the Bible says, And they withstood Uzziah the king and said unto him, What? If what? If a pertinent, eh? a pertinent, what? Not unto thee. So it means it is not allowed. It is not, it is not ordained. It is not uh, uh, assigned to you. It is not your responsibility. Now, unto thee, Uzziah, to burn incense unto the law. You have not been appointed to do so. But to the priests, the sons of Aaron, that are consecrated to burn incense, go out of the sanctuary. For thou hast trespassed, neither shall it be for thy honor from the Lord God Almighty. From the Lord God. And whilst they were trying to quote the scriptures, he should have woken up. He said, whether you quote the scriptures or no, I am powerful. I am powerful. And then look at what the Bible said. Then Uzziah was rough. He wanted to fight the priest. So when promotion enters your head, you become crazy. Now look at what the Bible said. And, and had a sensor in his hand. Hey, he came with his own sensor. Not the one that was consecrated to be used in the temple. He came his own, he brought his own censor, brought it to the temple. And then to burn incense. And while he was rough with the priest, the leprosy even rose up in his forehead before the priest in the house of the Lord from beside the incense altar. While he was struggling with the priest, God took leprosy and threw at him. Bam! Bam! Leprosy, forehead. Do you know why the leprosy started from the forehead? God corrupted his, corrupted his crown. The forehead is where the crown is put. So once leprosy begins for your forehead, your crown is corrupted. He was demoted immediately. He was demoted. Those who lift themselves up, when they, when it is, if it's not God who promoted them, those people will be demoted. And even if God lifts you up, and you don't stay humble, you will still be demoted by him. And so the Bible said, 
And Azariah, the chief priest, and all the priests looked upon him. And behold, he was leprous in his forehead. And they thrust him out from thence. Yea, himself hastened. Now after the leprosy strike him, now he himself wanted to run away. Then he said, himself hastened to go out from there. Yea, himself hastened to go out because the Lord has smitten him. Look at how this man was being elevated. Look at the beauty of his ascension. Look at the glory of his kingdom. He didn't know how to maintain his promotion. Now, if you study the scriptures, Uzziah the king was a leper until the day of his death. It means that's the end of his throne. That's the end of his reign. Because a leprous can never be king in Israel. You can never be king. God cor he corrupted his crown. Say with me, rebellion, rebellion. will corrupt your grace. Corrupt. Say it again, rebellion, rebellion. will corrupt, uh, corrupt your grace. Corrupt. Amen. So pride was Uzziah's destruction. So leprosy began from his forehead and I want to show you something. Anytime somebody becomes rebellious, the first thing he releases is corruption. Your gift is corrupted. Your grace is corrupted. Your ability is corrupted. In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 28, verse 17, let's read the scripture together. Ezekiel, chapter 28, verse 17. Now, look at what happened. His favor was even corrupted. Thy heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Now, the beauty was his talent, was his grace. Because of his beauty, somebody becomes corrupt, uh, uh, rebellious for something. If it is not talent, it is maybe position. There is something that always attracts pride. Now, this is a scripture that is referring to the devil, Lucifer. Lucifer. Thy heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. When God lifts you up, when God promotes you, when God graces you, and you become proud, you corrupt, you corrupt that grace. His wisdom was corrupted. The reason why Satan could not discern that it is dangerous to kill Christ is because his wisdom was corrupted. That's why the prince of this world, the Bible says, if they had known, he couldn't interpret it. It takes wisdom to interpret mysteries. Isn't it? But because his wisdom was corrupted, he didn't even know that it was dangerous to kill Jesus. And it backfired on all of them. Up to now, they are paying the price for touching Jesus. Why? His wisdom was corrupted. By reason of thy brightness. Then he said, I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before the kings that they may behold thee. When you become proud, you corrupt your grace. And when you corrupt your grace, you'll be cast down. You'll be cast down. Now listen very carefully. There are a lot of people that rise up against authority. It is dangerous to rise up against spiritual authority. In the realms of the spirit, don't fight the one that is above you. Know the rank of somebody before you try to fight him. There are ranks in the kingdom. Amen. Now, in the book of Jude, I want to show you something. 
Jude chapter 1. Jude is only one chapter. So we say Jude 8 to 10. The book of Jude 8 to 10. I'll be showing you. So when we finish then, I'll show you four things to do if you are to maintain your elevation. But first of all, look at the consequences of pride. The consequences of rising up against spiritual authority, rebellion. Now he said, likewise also, these filthy dreamers defy the flesh. How? How did they defy the flesh? Despise authority, despise dominion, and speaking evil of dignitaries. Anytime you speak evil of dignitaries, God has dignitaries in his kingdom. Dignitaries are spiritual authority. And anytime you speak against them, the first thing that happens is that you defile your flesh. You corrupt your flesh. Then look at it. Let's go on. Likewise, yet Michael, look at the analogy here. Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the, in, he disputed about the body of Moses, does not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuked you. Now listen very carefully. Michael, now, do you understand this? Now, Michael, the devil, when he was a Lucifer, he was higher than Michael in rank. And even when he fell, Michael recognized his authority still, that this was my boss. And so when it came to contending about the body of Moses, no, God sent uh, the uh, archangel Michael to come and take the body of Moses because if the body of Moses was not taken, the children of Israel would make an idol of it. And so Michael came and wanted to take the body of Jesus, uh, sorry, of Moses away. And then the devil started fighting because he wanted to preserve the body so he can use it as a snare against the children of Israel. And Michael said, no, I'll not permit you. Because if these people worship idol, golden images, it will be easy for them to worship Moses. As for Moses, is real. And so God said, no, this will be a snare. I won't permit it. He said, Michael, Michael, come and go and take the body. The devil said, no, I will give it to you. And whilst they were fighting over the body of Moses, Michael did not accuse him. Even the devil was falling. Michael dare not accuse him. Why? Because he was his authority. Even in the military, if somebody is a general and he retired, 100 years, he's still a general. Eh? When you meet him, you still have to salute him. Even if it's a Gold Coast general, you still have to salute him. Yes or no? Once a general, always a general. So that was how Michael treated the devil. He, he dared not raise an accusation against him because it was against spiritual rules to stand up against spiritual authority. So what did he use? He said, the Lord, the Lord rebuke you. Why did he use the Lord? Because the Lord was higher than Lucifer. So he used the name of the Lord. The Lord rebuke you. He didn't say, I rebuke you. That would be wrong. Even though Lucifer has fallen and he has become the devil. But there are people today, they rise up against authorities. They fight anybody. They speak against anybody. There are some people you talk against them, things start dying in your life immediately. Things die. Look at, look at, look at uh, David's wife. Eh? What's her name? Michael or whatever. Eh? 
Is it my car? Okay, but the, the, the tree, uh, the Akan, how do you call him? How do you call Micah in Akan? Amen. But the, 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 the wife of David stood up against David because he thought David had disgraced himself before the people. And then the Bible said, because he stood up against David, his womb was shut. Spiritual authority. Now, so the Bible said, he dared not bring accusation, bring against him a reeling accusation, but said, the Lord rebuked thee. Now look at verse 10. But this speak evil of those things which they know not. They don't understand the rank of the man they are insulting. Look, it is not everybody that you see dressed simple. Who is simple? In the realms of the spirit, the higher you go, the lower you become. The, 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 those who are simple, they are the most dangerous in the spirit. If they are really spiritual men, real spiritual maturity, when they are growing up, you don't see, the first thing you see is humility. If the person has attained spiritual heights, the first thing you see in his life is humility. You see meekness. And people look at that and they think that meekness means weakness. And so they begin to speak against them. And a lot of things goes wrong. And they say the devil, the devil, the devil. Most of the things that we are dealing with are not the devil. It is rebellion. The fruit of rebellion. Disobedience. Now, so, the Bible said, they speak evil of those things which they do not. They know not. But when they know naturally, but what they know naturally, they, they are as brute beasts. In those things, they corrupt themselves. You see now, when you speak against somebody who is higher in the spirit, you corrupt yourself. You corrupt yourself. And it means it can affect your prayer life. When you are corrupted, your prayer, nothing goes up from you. So be careful, very careful. Stay humble. Now, there are four things you must do. Number one, when God lifts you up, four things you must do. Number one, we have talked about, I will summarize them because we have already talked about all of them in some way. The first thing you must do, be rich towards God. Be rich towards God. When God begins to promote you, be rich towards God. What does that mean? You know that parable of the, um, of the rich man whose crops yielded uh, in the book of uh, Luke chapter 12? verse 17 to 21. In fact, it started even from verse 12, but from verse 17 and 21, now the Bible said, and he thought within himself, saying, what shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. Somebody who has been promoted, suddenly his business boomed. And then he was confused as to what am I going to do? I have no room to store my goods. He was talking about himself. Himself, he was talking about himself. I have no room to store my goods. I'll put down my bands and build greater. So you see the word I, I, and there's no place for God. Hello? There's no place for God. I, I, and there will I restore all my fruits and my goods. So one verse that we read, we see a lot of eyes there. And then move it on. And I will say to my soul, so you see, I, 
When God begins to elevate you, you need to cancel the I. That means you must crucify it on the cross. Amen. Self-denial. So, and I will say to my soul, thou hast much goose laid up for many years. Take thy ease, eat, drink, and be merry. And then, that's what people do. When God starts blessing you, you throw party. That's the fair thing. You want your friends to know that you too you have arrived. Hello? Isn't it a natural thing that people do? You don't even take your tithe out. No tithe. No offerings anymore. They are building church projects. You don't care about that. And then you start throwing party. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall these things be which thou hast provided? So when God begins to bless you and you have no gods in your plan, God calls you a fool. And then God said, I'll take your soul from you. Now look, finally, look at what happened. So is he that lay up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. If you are not rich towards God, God said you will be like this man. You will die premature and leave your prosperity behind. Remember the Lord thy God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. Amen. The first thing. Now the second thing to do, when God begins to elevate you, and you want to stay, maintain the level of your elevation. Obedience. Obedience. Obedience to the commandment of God. Do you know that Saul lost his throne because of disobedience? Your obedience is crucial in maintaining your elevation. God will not take rebellion. God will not take disobedience for anybody he has exalted. Make sure you maintain obedience, a life of obedience. Why? Because when you begin to walk in obedience, it's a sign that you honor the Lord. It's a sign that you honor the Lord. Now, in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22, we all know what is there. But let us read it again. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. Now, the Bible has to descend. Samuel said, Had the Lord has great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hacking than the fat of rams. Obedience is great key. It's great key. The second thing you must do, obedience. Now, so the first thing I mentioned also brought down to the kingdom first. So either you can say reach towards God or the kingdom first. It is, they are the same. Thinking about the kingdom and thinking about God when God begins to lift you up. You must ask yourself, what can I do to say thank you, to show my appreciation, and keep supporting the work of God? You will never come down. Amen. Now, obedience. So, God has great delight in obedience than sacrifices, than burnt offerings. Very important. Now, Jesus see our obedience as our love for him. He sees our obedience as our love for him. In John 14, verse 23, 
and verse John 14, 23, Jesus said, he said, Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words. If a man loves me. So how does the Lord measure our love? By our obedience. Our love for him is determined by how much we are willing to obey. Our love for him is determined by how much we are willing to obey, to obey him. He sees that as a measure. You, so people go to church, say, Lord, I love you. You know I love you. It doesn't mean anything to God. Those who come and cry on the altar, Lord, you know I have nobody like you. There's nobody. God doesn't look at that. What God look at to prove your true love for him, are you really obeying my commandments? The things that I told you not to do, are you doing them? What about the things I asked you to do? Are you obeying them? That's how God sees how much you love him. Not what you have been saying with your mouth. Amen. Now the third, the third, and this is also crucial, very important. Stay faithful. Stay faithful. There's only one thing God expects from a steward. Faithfulness. Oh, that is expected from a steward. Faithfulness. If somebody is faithful, he will be. If somebody is faithful, he will love God. If somebody is faithful, faithfulness is a key. It's another key. Faithfulness in little things. Because God judges you by how faithful you are in little things and not how faithful you are in bigger things. It's easier to be faithful in bigger things than to be faithful in little things. And the little things that we abandon is what God judges. The little things we despise. The little things. When do you report to church? These are little things. Nobody is observing you. Nobody canes you. But God is watching you. Little things. Amen. Faithfulness in little things. Why? Because when you become faithful in little things, then you qualify for bigger things. When you become faithful in little things, then you qualify for bigger things. Luke chapter 6, verse 10. Luke chapter 6, verse 10. And looking around about them all, he said unto the man, stretch forth thy hand, and he did so, and his hand was restored, whole and the other. Okay, did I say six? Sixteen, sorry. Sixteen. Sixteen, no six. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. You see now? So that's how God judges. He looks at how faithful you are in small things. Then he concludes that if you can be faithful in small things, automatically you've passed the bigger things. Faithfulness in bigger things. But unfortunately, people focus on the bigger things and they leave the small things and they fail. You come to church early, God watches that. Punctuality, God watches that. He looks at when you are, he started promoting you, he wanted to see, have you changed? You observe in little things, faithfulness in little things. So if you are faithful in little things, you will also be faithful in much. And he that is unjust in the least 
It's also unjust. Amen. In March. Amen. And this is very, very crucial. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, one thing that you must understand is that success has a different definition from God. The way man defines success is different from the way God defines success. Now, man's definition for success is the accumulation of material wealth. If your bank account is fat, you have properties, and your factory is booming, they look at you, nice car, say, this is a successful man. But how does God judge success? God judge success by your discovering of your divine goals, divine assignments, and being embarking on fulfilling it. Success is determined by God by have you ever, have you, have you discovered your life assignment? One day, the Holy Ghost asked me a question. And he asked me, I've, I've shared this with you before. He asked me, what is breakthrough? He asked me, what is breakthrough? Now, if the Holy Ghost asks you what is breakthrough, what will you tell him? I said, breakthrough is when you have been believing God for something for a long time. You pray, you fast, and then suddenly, it happens. And I could hear the Lord laughing. And he said, breakthrough is when a man discovers his purpose in life. I said, what? I've never thought of that. When a man discovers his purpose. That's what the Lord told me. I've never thought of that. Amen. Amen. Now, why do the Lord want us to remain little even when he, he, he exhorts us? Why does the Lord want us to remain little even when he exhorts us? We'll be reading two scriptures and then we'll be closing. Luke chapter 16, verse 15. Luke chapter 16, verse 15. And he said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourself before men. But God knoweth your heart. Then look at the principle. This is Jesus speaking. He said, For that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. Now look at it again. Spiritually, anything that is exalted among men, God hates it. The reason why you must keep a low profile when God begins to lift you up is because anything that is, is, is highly exalted among men is an abomination to God. So don't be high-minded. Don't position yourself in a place where people will carry you because you have been lifted. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Then finally, Luke chapter 17. Don't worry about the rain. It will, it will stop. Then you can go. Luke chapter 17, finally, verse 10. Look at the Bible says. Jesus taught a very important principle. I want you to observe it carefully. He was trying to teach the disciples how to maintain an elevated life. And look at what he said. He says, so likewise. Look at it. Ye. 
so likewise ye when ye shall have done all those things which are commanded you say we are unprofitable servants we have done that which is our duty when you have done the great works people are praising you you have had major ministry bigger mega church when healings things are happening in your ministry continue to say i am an unworthy servant i've done my duty now if you can say that then you can be little in your eyes and once you are little in your eyes you can maintain your elevation but when you say to yourself look at what i have done like nebuchadnezzar you will go to the university of the forest to learn amen put your hands together for the lord jesus well i think the rain is disturbing us but can you hear me i'll take two questions from what we have learned 